Hey there, and welcome to the devotional. I'm Walter, the dyslexic bilingual hillbilly and pastor of the Rhine River Baptist Church. Today is Monday, October 2nd, 2023. And today we're looking at Abimelech, a bad king from a bad start. Um, and you might say, well, we thought we were looking at the judges at this point, And I thought Abimelech was the king back in Genesis. And that is interesting. That is correct. That Abimelech was a king back in Genesis, but you also find Abimelech a king in Judges. And uh, we find his story in Judges chapter 9. It starts off and it says this, Judges chapter 9, verses 1 and 2. And Abimelech, the son of Jerubbabel, went to Shechem unto his mother's brethren and communed with them and with all the all the family of the house of his mother's father, saying, Speak, I pray you, in the ears of all the men of Shechem, whether it is better for you either that all the sons of Jerubbabel, which are threescore and ten persons, reign over you, or that one reign over you. Uh, remember also that I am your bone and your flesh. Um, this is the way it gets started. That's his story. That's, it, it seems pretty um, innocent, you, you might say. It seems pretty okay. But let's do just a little bit of looking back. If you look back in chapter 9 or chapter 8, you see that Jerubbabel, which is Gideon, he had a, a few different names, but uh, Jer Jerubbabel or Gideon, um, he he did a few things that really caused some problems to start with. First off, he had uh, 70 sons, and then he has this son, uh, Abimelech, and he's the son of a concubine. And, um, you know, when you're not part of the family, you're just kind of a set aside. That does something to a kid. Um, you also see that um, his naming, uh, the naming of this child, uh, he was uh, had a, a name from one of the pagan kings uh, and one of the pagan groups. So that's also uh, a little bit t telling there. And then you find that uh, Gideon had set up um, an ephod after he had conquered the Midianites. Uh, he had taken some of the spoils and he had made a an ephod and set it up and so uh he had already skewed things a little bit where they weren't following up they weren't following the law of god um they were going their own way already and, and the bible made that very clear that when when gideon died they just went off the rails um so here you have abimelech going and he makes this covenant and you see he takes his, his father's sin to a to a whole new level uh he made this alliance with the men of shechem and, and if you remember we talked about this last week that shechem was in the area of samaria and uh he went to these um these men uh his mother's brethren and, and he got them on his side he made a covenant with them and hired they paid him some money, and he hired vain persons to follow after him. That's the, the wording there. Uh, that means these people would do anything for anyone. Uh, they, they were only there for the money and for what they could get out of it. 
And so he takes these people that are following him and he kills his brothers, 70 of them minus one. So uh, he kills them all uh, except for the youngest. And the youngest uh, says a prophecy that came true is the youngest says, if, if you guys are all acting honorably and doing what you're supposed to, I, I hope this works out well for you. But if you're not, uh, Abimelech, the men of Shechem will consume you, and men of Shechem, Abimelech will consume you. And so that was the prophecy. He ran off from there and hid himself. Uh, but from that point, uh, Abimelech started ruling over the people, and they had three years, uh, like a honeymoon period, you might even say. But after the honeymoon is when the problems started beginning. Um, the people did not like being ruled over. They, they found it to be tedious. They found it that, that Abimelech was not listening to them like they wanted. And, and so they made a conspiracy against him. And he finds out about it, and he goes up against Shechem, and he destroys the city of Shechem. He tears it down. He burns down their tower. Uh, then he moves on to the next city, and he starts to do the same thing to that. Well, all the people run into the tower of the city. Now he has just burned the tower of the city before, and he thinks he's going to do it again in this tower. And a lady throws down part of a millstone, and it hits him in the head and kills him. Uh, he asks that his servant run him through so people wouldn't, wouldn't say that uh, a woman had killed Abimelech. Uh, it, it seems pretty funny that, that he would ask that, but um, it's referenced again uh, when you see Joab and David talking uh, after the sin of Bathsheba. So um, it, it is kind of interesting how that this was remembered what happened with Abimelech here. But what can we learn from this story? Well, first off, I see uh, we should remember that um, the sins, what the fathers allow in moderation or tolerate in moderation, the children usually take to excess. Um, in, in Exodus chapter 34, verses 6 and 7, now this is when, Abraham, or when Moses uh, asks God, I want to see your face. And God says, you can't do that. I'll hide you in the cliff of the rock and I'll proclaim my name when I go by. And this is what God says. And the Lord passed by before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abundant in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgressions and sin, and that will by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquities of the fathers upon the children and upon the children's children unto the third and the fourth generation. We as fathers need to be very careful because our children are watching and they see what's going on and they see, they, they almost have x-ray vision. They know exactly what's going on. You better be true uh, because your kids are watching. Uh, just remember that, parents. Uh, Gideon did not, and, and he left a terrible legacy for his children only one of them survives, it appears to me. So out of 71 children, uh, 71 sons, he has one that survives. That's pretty bad right there. So just keep that in mind. The next thing I see is there are some times that we 
take responsibility of things that we really have no business taking responsibility over. Um, it, that's just something that happens in our day and age. And it, it just boils down to, we want to be like God. We want to control everything that we can control. And, and we think we should control other people's lives. And that's not always the case. Um, we, we really need to be careful about that. Uh, children will try to rule over other, their siblings. Uh, families will try to rule over other families. Uh, people in the church will try to take responsibility of things that they have no response, uh, no authority for. And even in the government, they always, it, it appears to me, whether you're talking about ancient governments or governments from today, they always try to take more responsibility than what they're supposed to have. And they don't normally do a very good job of handling that responsibility. Uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 8 verse 9 tells us this, all that I have seen and applied my heart uh, unto every work that is done under the sun, there is a time when one man ruleth over another to his own hurt. That happens so much of the time when people rule over others and it winds up hurting them just like it did with Abimelech. Um, so we need to be careful about uh, trying to exert authority in an area where we have no business. Um, we also need to, we, we should remember that our sins will be found out. Uh, we, we will not get away with things. Uh, you really won't. It, it will come back to bite you in the end. Uh, Galatians chapter 6 verse 7 says this, Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Um, it, it, it's very, uh, what goes around comes around, is what I've always heard growing up. If you sow to the wind, you'll reap a whirlwind. Uh, you'll get more than what you put into it. And, and it, it's so interesting just to watch how that this principle uh, that was true all the way back uh, in the times of the judges is still true to this day. Whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. If we will sow righteousness, we'll reap righteousness. If we sow like Abimelech did here, uh, iniquity, that's what we're going to reap. So I hope that's a help to you today. And, and I hope you will be sowing good things. Uh, just trust that if you're doing something for Christ, it won't go overlooked by him. He's promised that he won't overlook it. So that's something to keep in mind. So thank you so much for joining with us. And until the next time, auf Wiederhören.